Today is Wednesday, August 17th. The title for our devotional is Love in Our Actions. In the next few verses of chapter 13, Paul gives us a description of what love looks like. Even these, however, do not get at the true center of love. Remember, love is an inward movement of the heart. This cannot be perceived by anyone else. As we saw yesterday in verse 3, one can give away all they have and even give up their body to hardship and persecution, yet not be motivated by love. Even so, love can be seen only in the actions that it produces. Although certain ill-intentioned individuals could deceive others into thinking that they are acting out of love through these actions, these actions done over time are usually a good indicator of someone's love. This is why it's super confusing. (laughs) It's hard to identify what love, what is truly love, and what isn't in another person. But here Paul gives us some cues of what to look for in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. There are a few things to point out in this list. First, the phrase in verse 6 is a little shocking. One would expect evil to be juxtaposed with righteousness, but we find truth instead. When we grasp the truth, most notably the truth of the gospel, the Holy Spirit would produce in us the virtues of righteousness and holiness. Love then rejoices when the truth wins out. Instead of living life as if there is no God, in the scenario one becomes a God then unto themselves, we are to rejoice in living according to the truth of the gospel. When we see that in others, especially, that should cause us to rejoice, as well as in our own life. The truth provides the framework for ethical living in resisting evil as well. It also provides the hope we need to persevere in the face of our own evil intentions and the evil we see in the world every day. Jesus is on the throne, and he will return to set everything right. That's the truth. Love, therefore, does not delight in what is evil because it knows that Jesus will establish goodness upon his return in the new creation. The next thing to note is the universal application of verse 7. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. This, of course, is the ideal that the Holy Spirit continues to produce within believers. The specific application of this are endless in our lives with one another. The idea to protect is probably more to bear up against difficulties or to endure. So love always faces the challenges and bears them together. Love always trusts by maintaining relationship, mutual, healthy dependence and confidence in another's goodwill. It always looks forward to the future with hope, trusting that God can change the hearts of others as well as our own. It never gives up. It strives to maintain to maintain healthy relationship no matter what. The first thing to do with the, this list, which again is, uh, is broad and imposing, is to meditate on each of these qualities in your own life and in yourself. Is the love that the Spirit is producing in you manifesting itself in growth and patience, for example? Are you desiring to be more kind, etc.? Next, These are the qualities of love that we ought to look for in others. Anyone can say that they love you, but a genuine love will look like these qualities. When my kids reach dating age, this is a message that I will communicate with them regularly. These three points. First, these are the qualities that you're looking for when someone says they love you, to see if they are genuine or if they truly understand what it means. Two, 
Look for growth in these qualities over time. Think years, not months. Think growth, not perfection. And three, look for a desire to grow in these qualities. For example, if one does not want to become more kind, there is a big problem in their concept of love. For reflection time today, ask yourself the questions that I asked above and each for the characteristics of love that Paul mentions. For example, with patience. Do I think of my patience towards others as an expression of my love? Do I desire to grow in patience? Have I grown in patience at all over the last two years? If so, how so? Try to think of some specific examples. I'd encourage you to go through those questions with all of those qualities that Paul mentions. Kindness. And in the negative ones, just flip the questions to be negative. Uh, Envy. Boasting. Pride. Self-centeredness. Easily angered. Keeping a record of wrongs. Delighting in evil and rejoicing in the truth. What about your bearing with others or, or putting up with things that annoy you in others? What about trusting? What about hope? What about perseverance?